It's official, inflation is deflating. The latest figures show it's slowed to its lowest levels in two years. Consumer prices rose just half a percent in the three months to the end of December, taking the annual inflation rate to 4.7%. Now that's down from a chunky high of more than 7% in June 2022. But you may be wondering why the cost of living still seems painfully high, including the roof over your head and the food on your table. Infometrics Chief Executive and Principal Economist Brad Olson is here to help explain. Kia ora, Brad. Kia ora. So it's slowing down. So why is it that households are still feeling quite a bit of pain? Well, I think the big thing here is that you're right in, in terms of it slowing down. That doesn't mean that prices are going down. Uh, we're seeing that there's still a lot of things that are increasing in price, just not at the same frantic pace that they had been. We're seeing some more uh, promotions and deals and discounts going on out there uh, for a more certain group of products. Often uh, some of those sort of retail goods, you think of the likes of furniture, lounge suites and similar, there's been more discounting going on there. Uh, we did actually see Stats NZ report today the largest number of items that they track that have fallen in price uh, for about three years. So some things are getting cheaper. Some things, though, are still going up, but not at the rate that they had been before. And I think that's why a lot of households out there uh, really are still struggling. It's also a lot of the essentials that you're still seeing uh, those higher and higher prices for. The likes of rents, for example, on average, that's sort of about 10% of the inflation basket. If you're a renter, you're normally sort of spending 20 to 25% of your uh, incomes on rents. They've increased 4.5% over the last year. Uh, That's the second highest annual reading for rents that we've got uh, on record. So, you know, that's an essential. You can't opt out of rent. You've got to put a roof over your head. Uh, I think that's the reason you're still feeling or seeing a lot of people that are feeling that inflationary cost of pressure, uh, of living pressure hit. And people talk a lot about, you know, buying groceries, going to the supermarket. Can you put it in perspective? I mean, what have we seen in terms of staple items from from really um, post-pandemic when things really started to rocket up to now? Well, absolutely. And I think the big thing here is the reference point, because, uh, of course, inflation, when we talk about it in terms of, you know, the 4.7% increase today, uh, Mm -hmm. that's over the last year. And so when you're looking at some of these staples, they might have fallen over the last year, but they're still a lot more expensive than where they were, say, pre-pandemic. If you look at tomatoes, for example, tomatoes at the moment are 41% cheaper at the end of 2023 than they were in 2022. That's good news. However, at the end of 2023, they were still 39% more expensive than where they were back in 2019. So you're getting a better deal than a year ago, you're getting still a worse deal than a few years back. Uh, Let's look at some of the other staples. You know, fruit's pretty important for people. Uh, The likes of apples are up 33% on uh, 2022 levels. Uh, You look at the likes of bananas and oranges up uh, 20-30% on where they were pre-pandemic. The likes of cheese, another good example, down from the high that it was in 2022, down 30%. That's, you know, encouraging. But a block of cheese is still 6% more expensive than back uh, in 2019. So you've sort of seen those increases over time. Uh, It all adds up. I mean, if you look at the likes of cheese, uh, again, sort of a staple for many, uh, at the end of 2023, you were paying around $10.30 a kg of of sort of the cheapest uh, cheese you could find at the supermarket. Previously, you could get that for sort of closer to $9.00. 50 a couple of years back. So all of that really is adding up in terms of that household cost uh, that, that people are literally having to eat. 
That is some whopper jumps in prices when you look at that benchmark that you've set in terms of pre-pandemic there. And I'm wondering, does the evidence justify those increases in terms of freight and other cost inputs? I mean, we have seen some pretty big jumps in those numbers as well. I mean, at points you saw the likes of shipping prices that were up 10, 11% on pre-pandemic levels. Even in the last three weeks, shipping costs have increased two to three times uh, where they were at the end of last year. So you do have some of those bigger increases coming through. I genuinely think one of the big things that we're seeing at the moment is uh, sort of businesses that are lurching from uh, periods where they're losing a lot of money to then gaining a lot of money the next year to try and compensate and so on and so forth. And I mean, to give you a, a, a slightly long rambly answer on this, if you imagine a business back in 2020, they were expecting that their input costs would go up 5%. So they put their prices up 5%. Lo and behold, the pandemic comes along and they get hit with a 10% increase. Now, the next year, they're budgeting on a 10% increase, but they also need to make up 5% from last year. So now they're at 15. And also, they got it wrong the last time around. So they're going to put an extra 5% in for a buffer. So now they've gone up 20%. So all of a sudden, that business has gone from making a loss in 2020 to probably making a big gain in 2021 off the back of higher prices. What we're generally seeing is that I think there's still a lot of bouncing around there. A lot of businesses still feeling the pain and very much you're seeing those increasing prices, not only from a retail point of view, but through the rest of the supply chain. Brad, almost out of time. Very quickly, how long will it be before we reach the um, deemed sweet spot for inflation? You know, 3% or under. I think we've still got a few months. I think the Reserve Bank will be encouraged by the latest numbers, but we're not out of the woods yet. For households, they're still feeling it. Food prices, for example, now up 27% on where they were uh, back in 2019. Wages, though, only up 23%. So still a big gap, still a lot of pain for a lot of households, but we are on a better pathway. Appreciate your time, Brad. Good to talk to you. That is Brad Olson, Principal Economist with Infometrics there.